Hello, Internet, and welcome to the 362nd episode of the Quarantine Cast, recorded on Monday, September 20th, 2021. We haven't talked nearly enough about Rick and Morty. Andrew, what did you think of the finale? I, I genuinely do not know your opinion. Um, I thought it was fine. I thought it was, like, not Ooh. bad. Like, like a kind of middle-of-the-road in quality. I mean, I enjoyed the story beats. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, um, the, like, first half where it was, you know, Rick starting to do the two crows thing and Morty going on the Portal Boys adventure. Like, I thought... With yeah. Just Nick Rutherford, literal <laughs> Nick Rutherford writer on the show, Rick and Morty. Also was in, like, Rooster Teeth and stuff like that. Like, Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even get yeah. that. But that was him. Very, very weird moment for me when it was just like, Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm like, they just animated Nick Rutherford called his character Nick and made him a fucking psycho. <laughs> um, I I thought that episode was was pretty good. Like I I'd give that like a an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Um and then the, like the actual finale, like I said, like I enjoyed the story beats. I'm glad that we finally got to see the evil Morty storyline kind of pay off. Um but like the Rick and Morty writers have to undercut themselves with everything that they do and the entire time it was just joke after joke after joke of, God, fine, we'll do the canon stuff. It's not good. We don't like doing the canon stuff. You fuckers asked for this. We didn't want to do this, but you wanted it. Like, it, there was like four or five of those jokes. Yeah. And I didn't really care for it that they had to just make sure that the audience feels bad about taking it, like, seriously or more seriously than they wanted them to. Um and then the whole, like, tonight the quality of the dialogue stops mattering. I do the thing I want to do, the curve thing. Like, that, I hated that moment. That they just have to force all the characters to break the fourth wall in a way that makes you not enjoy it. Like, that makes you feel bad about enjoying it. I just, I wasn't a fan of that. Um, although I do, I did like the, uh, whoa, dead wife? <laughs> like... I did enjoy that because that was another one of those jokes. But like, I, I thought that one was pretty funny. Yeah, it yeah, just broke I... down Rick's tragic backstory as just yeah, dead wife, the most basic the shit. Yeah. Huh. Which I guess, I guess they kind of alluded to in the uh, bird person memory episode uh, where the past Rick called uh, called memory Rick called out actual Rick for like. Wait, you're one of those sickos who hangs out with a version of Beth that didn't die? Like, mm-hmm. they tease that. They tease this no. shit, and I appreciate that. Um, but no, I totally understand that criticism of the final episode of the writing style of Rick and Morty to be hostile towards its audience or, like, not be able to tell a serious story without undercutting it. Mm-hmm. But also with the final payoff of that episode being... We have fundamentally changed how this universe works now. The lore really doesn't matter anymore. That 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 brought it all home for me. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Just Doing uneven. something as simple as like a golden portal gun mm-hmm. to signify that like it's different now. Things have changed. Shit's shit's gonna be different here. No, and I I, I liked that. Like I said, I liked the story beats. I liked 
what they did with the like, oh, fuck. Like, even the idea of portals is not going to be the same as it was before. Don't really know <laughs> what they're going to do with it. Um, and then, yeah, evil Morty's scheme just being like, yo, dude, Ricks are all assholes. I'm sick of this shit. I'm trying yeah. to get out into an area where I don't have to deal with him anymore. That was his grand mm-hmm. scheme. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Evil Morty being kept like pretty simple and straightforward was fun for me yeah. because yeah, I was worried they were just gonna like keep building his mythos. But nah, just a Morty that figured out that like yeah, Rick's basically just created a a weird fi- central finite curve where they're always the smart ones, and then yeah, did a bunch of shitty stuff like breeding Mortys so that they could hide from like other intergalactic forces. Like yeah. Just basically Morty discover a uh, Morty that discovered that Rick is an asshole and yeah, I, mm-hmm. scanned his brain in yeah. season one. That it it could have been any Morty. Like it, li- it could have been literally any Morty. I mean, yeah, yeah. He even had the line where he's like, we all become like me eventually. Mm-hmm. Like if we survive long enough, we all become me because we figure it out. And like, I think they've hinted at that as well with like Morty becoming even more of a badass at every turn, like cutting off his own fucking hand mm-hmm. so that he could kill Nick by having the portal suck like, himself. Yeah, yeah. Paradox yeah. suck itself into itself, knowing that he could just eventually grow it back. And yeah, like cauterizing the wound and shit. Like this is a very different Morty from mm-hmm. season I... one Morty. God, especially after the ending of the uh, Train of Thought episode, the narrative structure episode, where it is the fan-demanded kind of, oh, man, Evil Morty raised an army. Yeah, like, big gonna, battle. All these things that you <laughs> cared about in the story so far coming together. It's like, no, no, his motivation was he just wanted to leave. Like, Yeah. <laughs> he had no motivation other than, God, this fucking is a nightmare world. And... I'll kill all the Ricks and Mortys that I need to in order to <laughs> guarantee that I get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Okay, some of those, some of those Rick and Morty deaths were pretty fun. Everyone stay where you are. Don't leave. Everyone stay where you are. Don't leave. It just makes all of them try to portal out. Yeah, kill themselves. Don't worry, Morty. We've got Operation. Oh God, what was the... Operation Phoenix? Yeah, Operation Phoenix. <laughs> just they all just start killing themselves, and then that kills them for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck um yeah that i what's <laughs> we're only talking about like the last half of the episode though there was a full like opening <laughs> that there was a scarecrow man that was apparently having an affair with rick's crows but yeah voiced by rob schraub yeah <laughs> Dan Harmon's just real life best friend from childhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Rick. <laughs> Morty was briefly forty and then twenty six, just so that the show could make yeah, fun of me yeah. specifically. Just so that yeah. the show could target Lucas DeWriter. <laughs> you want to know a guy with blogs who's twenty six years old and <laughs> is like something's unfair. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you. Okay. You just committed a police crime i that upsets me i'm gonna go fuck with oh i'm dead um want to know something fucked up what i saw that and they're like oh yeah morty the like 14 year old boy or however old he's supposed to be mm-hmm. um aged himself up to 40 so they had to like cut it in half and you know mix things around and that left 26 year old morty who's like 26 and looks yeah. like a 26 year old 
and in my head, I'm like, oh man, 26. That's old. That's old, Morty. That's, oh, that's pretty far dude. in the future compared to someone like me, Andrew, who's <laughs> definitely not 26. Didn't just recently turn 26. I was like, it's oh totally... fuck. And I didn't. That didn't hit me until like three days after I saw it. I'm like, wait, <laughs> I'm 26. I'm that old. You're gonna get a weird tattoo, tribal tattoo, because you're going through some shit and. You know, no. have eight blogs. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> oh, oh, right where I live. God. And then they made fun of rum and cokes like earlier, yeah, which like, I enjoy, drink, like, yeah. God, wow. What are you, in high school? <laughs> Here's your poser drink. <laughs> That's pretty great. Goddamn. Yeah. Um, I know, yeah, like, obviously the main plot stuff was the the gold that everyone's going to focus on but like there was some genuinely fucking fantastic classic rick and morty bits like i feel like maybe one of the first major improv jokes that really got to me this season was fucking garbage goober yeah (laughs) one of my like a top top three to five percent uh post credits with garbage goober Mm, trash yum yum trash i want to eat trash (laughs) harold you have a doctorate. When are they going to start taking you seriously? Garbage goober, we've got some garbage for you. It's extra hot and stinky. Just the look on his face. Mm, trash. trash. I love trash. Just, yum, yum, trash. I want to eat trash. Just oh my slowly God. crawling up. Yeah. Just crawling out of his hole. And how much he wanted to just be Rick's. Side two crows. Yeah, like he was just like mm. No, and then like they call it out. Like and the, his wife says, Have you even talked to him about becoming a sidekick yet? And she was just, Well like, yeah, I kinda brought it up. <laughs> it needs to be organic. <laughs> oh my god, that that was terrific. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking crows. I hate that. <laughs> that was a I such man. a weird concept that was still very funny. Yeah, two crows. The other options on the wheel were pretty great, too. Yeah, oh, I like the oh a literal bag of shit. <laughs> oh, because the joke is that two crows are the equivalent of a literal bag of shit. <laughs> I know I made fun of the Crotech before, but I'm keeping this. Crotech rules. Wait, so... Now. Does the crow gun turn everything into an egg, or just de-age the crows back? Would it turn a human into a fetus, basically? I think I'm so. Asking. I think, it, I think okay. it de-ages things. All right. Cool. Yeah. Fucking... Mr. Poopy Butthole too. Yeah. The return of Mr. Poopy Butthole after it seemed like he had finally put his life together. Then just fucking lost his job because of Rick and everything fell apart again. He's eating ramen out of the fucking pot. Oh, uh, yeah. Leaving the packets on the ground. Fuck. Bad time. Like exposed pipes. In his shitty studio apartment. Oof. <laughs> We don't have as long as we think. 
too afraid to let anyone get to know the real me. Oh, oh that was God. that was just Dan Harmon yeah. speaking yeah. directly about his fucking divorce to Aaron McGathy. If you've listened to the podcast, that's just mm. literally him pontificating about what happened to his first marriage. It's fucking brutal, man. And then also is the realist. The uh the remixed Evil Morty theme pretty slaps pretty hard. Yeah. It's a bop. Evil Morty theme. Yeah. It's a fucking absolutely top tier part of the show mm-hmm. as a whole. Um I so yeah, I think we were pretty good to positive on the season finale, Rick and Morty season five finale. Still weird that they aired the best episode of the season first, though, and then just everything sucked in comparison to it. Yeah. Yeah, for me, episode one's probably still top. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there were a few that emerged as, like, that tier two, which is still really, really good TV Mm -hmm. after a string of fucking filler that I'm going to maintain was filler. I, and like, garbage and a sign that yeah the show is still gonna have its bops but it's almost exactly split where there's like five bullshit filler episodes and five really good episodes of rick and morty so in other words if they weren't under pressure to be producing so many episodes constantly they would have scrapped the five filler episodes and made five more good episodes of rick and morty but i i know that's just me I know what you're saying when you use the word filler, but that means such a specific thing in anime context that every time you say it, I want to jump in with some weeb shit, but is, no. Is Rick and Morty anime? Have we crossed this threshold? No. I, there's no, a character named episode. Naruto. <laughs> oh they have anime. Anime exists canonically. Anime characters are real in this show. Yeah, just like real life, right? Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Uh, man, I, I think I'm a little more up on the season as a whole than you guys are. Uh, I didn't mind the... Um, oh, God, what was the term that they used? Uh, decoy? The decoy family episode? No, I, I liked it? the decoy okay. episode. I remember we all... You thought it was fine. Ryan hated it, and I thought it was actually really good. Um, but then... Um, so I, I thought the first episode was, like, fantastic, like, one of the yeah. best episodes of Rick and Morty so far. Um, the decoy episode I thought was, like, really good. Um, I thought the, uh, like, the Thanksgiving Day episode was, like, good, but, like, it felt super weird. Um, and then, like, the, the last two episodes were, like, obviously pretty good. And then the bird person episode was fine. But some of those other ones in there I thought were just, like, absolute trash. The sperm episode was, like, some of the worst shit I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure I would have forgotten the Independence Day ripoff episode, if not for the fact that they bring the giant baby back. Yeah. Just. Yeah, man. Why? Why do they do that shit? And, like, the. They needed to fill, man. I'm telling yeah. you. But, like, even, like, the Gotron episode that was also uh, fucking um, Goodfellas. <laughs> Was like, okay, I didn't think it was the worst. But then they brought back the incest baby and kind of ruined the whole thing. Like, the entire oh. time, I'm like, okay, I don't really know if this bit works that well, but it's fine. And then it's just like, what if this episode was definitively bad? If they had, 
If they had brought back, like, Scary Terry or something to solve that episode, y'all would be losing your shit over that. But no, because it's an Oh, you mean baby. a part of the show that we love? That isn't yeah. a giant incest baby? <laughs> if they did a callback to the part that we liked, we would love it, <laughs> instead of a part that we really hated from the depths of our heart. Yeah. Shocker. I don't know, man. Look, fair. they... Yeah, fair. And like, I'm I like think this to... stuff would have ended up on the cutting room floor, and it's obviously in the Rick and Morty universe, and like proposed by Rick and Morty writers, but mm-hmm. they just... Mm-hmm. They used to trim the trees. Yeah, I'm not... They can't anymore. And honestly, watching what we do in the shadows is just another reminder that, like, nah, you can just make a show that's consistently really good, <laughs> and every episode <laughs> makes you laugh out loud. And you have a lot of fun watching. I still stand by my original theory that um, that episode that's half, uh, like, uh, what's it called? Hell. Hellraiser? Hell, ha- half Hellraiser and half the, like, they go on the adventure with the talking car. That those were just the B plots of two separate episodes that didn't really form themselves out. And they just took those concepts and slapped them into one episode. I makes sense for me. I don't know what it was, but like this morning, I I don't know. Maybe I overheard something in a video or whatever. But like phonetically, it sounded similar to the name Bruce Chutback. <laughs> and I think I realized, oh yeah, that's just all I need to remember about that episode. <laughs> the Bruce Chutback this, song, the and his Bu- Chutback theme song. <laughs> He's a, he's a blank slate. <laughs> Bruce yeah. back, a known entity, apparently poor, <laughs> yeah. can't afford slacks. Um, I don't know if this was intentional, but Rick abandoned his entire family and everything that he knew because he got really into bird watching. <laughs> and if you remember the Blitz and Chips... <laughs> When Morty did Roy for the first time, really wasted your thirties with that whole bird watching phase. There's, <laughs> I, I just, it's possible, right? It's possible that that's a callback, but like, damn, maybe that's some, that's a deep cut. Like you, ah. without knowing what the writers' room for this, it, it's <clears> difficult <throat> because there's definitely a non-zero chance that there's kind of a lore bible to Rick and Morty or a general outline of where they want this to go or character sheets that get a little more into the motivations of the characters than we always see on screen. But also that could absolutely have just been a happy coincidence that I love. I think they also definitely have at least one dedicated, like super fan writer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who just, yeah. At this point we're deep enough into the show that there's people that started the, in the industry and have like had a whole career arc but only during like Rick and Morty's existence. So mm-hmm. they started as like a super fan and then got hired on as a writer. And it's a pretty large writer room, writer's room and it's diverse and yeah. gender balanced and stuff like yeah. that. So I, I think there's a very decent chance that someone there is just the go-to like, does this make sense? Is this, yeah. does this break any rules we is already established? Anything weird. Yeah. So. I, yeah. Now, I also had the realization, uh, in part because of, like, the making fun of 26-year-olds joke, um, the first season of Rick and Morty came out when we were in our senior years of high school. Like, I believe that wrapped 
like the summer after we graduated from high school. And I remember watching that on the ground floor and thinking, oh, yeah, Morty, there's somebody vaguely in my age group that like I I get that. And then now it's like, oh, wow, I am so much older than this character now that they can do a joke about (laughs) this character being my age. It's probably summer. Yeah. Summer was our, mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys didn't show us it until sophomore year. That's right. In the Saxony. So I did not get into it for a little while. But I mean, you know. I, I also, like, I remember we, we were in, yeah, senior year of high school, and Lucas showed me the first episode of Rick and Morty, and I did not like it. I was like, <laughs> I I don't vibe with this. And then I didn't watch, like, the most of season one. And then mm-hmm. I, like, had to see reruns and rewatch most of those episodes in season one um but then like yeah after the fact like i think season two was where i got actually sucked in like oh yeah. this is this is actually really good lucas was right you showed us two episodes one was the purge yeah i don't remember what the other one was that you used that to... i stand by that decision that that is still my yo you want to see what rick and morty is about here you go purge. it's a good like um completely episodic yeah mm-hmm. episode for sure where it's just they go on an adventure or whatever i don't know i don't remember what the second one was wish i did it definitely wasn't the pilot yeah the other one might have been like the um i think the episode is rick potion number nine or something where they do the universe reset mm-hmm. yeah that's i feel like that's both sides of the rick and morty rick and morty coin Nowadays, it'd be what, like the Citadel episode? Probably. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. What would be the most representative episodic episode of Rick and Morty? Maybe Mr. Meeseeks. Uh, Mr. Meeseeks is up there, yeah. Yeah. I do do remember mm. my when I started watching this show was a little screwed up because you showed me episode one. I didn't like it. And then like two months later, you came back with Rick Potion number nine. You're like, no, Andrew. You have to check this out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. This is good. <laughs> um, <laughs> fantastic. Good job, high school me. Um, I, I, somebody had this opinion online. I'm not sure who, but, like, at one point, I think they described Rick and Morty as being, like, counterculture. And now it's getting referenced in the new Space Jam movie. Oh. I think that's a reach. I don't think Rick and Morty ever strive to be anything more than just a good, edgy TV show. Um, That's the thing, though, is that it was just edgy enough where a lot of people that thought they were edgy could be like, Mm -hmm. ha, this is what I'm about. You PC cucks can't hold a candle to me. I watch Rick and Morty. You couldn't handle that. <laughs> and then fast forward four years where it's like the most popular TV show. I feel like a lot of that stuff's like astroturfing, cringiness, written by, you know, like it's a, oh, what's it called? It's a straw man. Yeah. Against Rick and Morty's fandom, which, yeah, it's pretty, it's a pretty rough fan base, but like, so it's so hard to differentiate between people that are legitimately trying to like create that straw man of a Rick and Morty fan mm-hmm. that it's kind of hard to separate. But what I'm saying is that it's 
it's so ubiquitously popular mm-hmm. now that if if those people existed, it doesn't matter anymore. Because <laughs> if the show was edgy enough where, you know, those people got into it and used it as, like, a point of pride, yeah. if I could, they can't do that anymore because everyone fucking watches it. Mm-hmm. Looking They're, at the viewership numbers, which is going to be somewhat flawed, but right. it's at least a decent representation. The, the show peaked in popularity in season three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then four had a decent decline, and then five kind of fell off a cliff. So, yeah. you know, might be even falling further than that. I... And definitely on Reddit, like whenever I go to the post-show yeah. discussion threads, season three, it was huge. It was like one of the biggest things on Reddit, and now it's like nothing, mm-hmm. like barely any. Well, yeah, Pickle Rick happened. <laughs> Pickle Rick was, uh, the episode after Pickle Rick was the peak episode in terms of live viewership. That makes sense. Uh, which was Vindicators 3, which is Dan Harmon's <sighs> least favorite episode of Rick and Morty. Well, then also the one where it's like, oh my god, Pickle Rick, lol, so random. This next episode, Avengers, what? Okay, here we go. Look, I maintain Pickle Rick's a good episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it is a good episode. <laughs> okay. That being said, I think, yeah, and this speaks to exactly how broad the Rick and Morty fan base is. If I find somebody who, like, likes Pickle Rick or quotes Pickle Rick, I have no idea if they're doing that ironically, kind of like the show intended as, no, this is just a dumb thing. Or if they genuinely think Pickle Rick is a hilarious idea without getting to know them over the course of, like, a month. Yeah. Because even if they do the whole, like, no, you don't get it. He's a scientist, and he turns himself into a pickle. Like, I can't, no one, no one can tell if they're playing that straight or not. <laughs> We're too irony poisoned. Yeah, exactly. Don't. Nothing's real. <laughs> uh, fuck. Okay. I'm excited for season six. Sign me up for that shit. And seven, and eight, and nine. And ten, yes, ten. I think yeah, I think ten would get them to a hundred. Um, no, but I thought I it was, the renewal came in after three. Yeah, it was season three. Oh. Then they got the one hundred episode 70. renewal. Mm. It was seventy. Oh, it was took it them 70? to a hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. So after season three, that was thirty. I mean, thirty-one if you count the pilot, but they yeah. kind of don't, as yeah. evidenced by the the quick gag where Rick was Stanley and he was like, Rick and Morty fans will remember from season one, episode nine. But that the episode that he's referencing is actually episode 10. Yeah. But they don't really count the pilot. So mm-hmm. 30 episodes after season three, and then they got a 70 episode renewal. Right. So yeah, that means six through 10. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. We're halfway. Yeah. <laughs> Halfway through the order that they were given by Adult Swim. Oh, bring it on. Can't wait to talk about every one of those episodes, if not on this podcast, then the other podcast. But thank you for listening to this podcast. Episode, what was it? Uh, 362 of the Quarantine Cast. It better not be this fucking podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. If we are on this podcast discussing the next season of Rick and Morty, I am I am in dire straits. Can't fucking do that it anymore, man. Bare minimum a year away. Probably, probably much longer. 
Nah, they've been tightening the release schedule. I'm going to guess around a year, more or less. Mm. But nah, I can't make it that far. <laughs> I, yeah, we both want quarantine to end as soon as possible and a new season of Rick and Morty to hit as soon as possible. Come on, make it happen. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok for highlight clips. Active link in the description if you want to help some great progressive causes. We have a Patreon where you can support us, help us keep the lights on, or you can do so directly through the Anchor Podcast platform. Email voluntaryviewing at gmail.com if you want to send us your questions or business opportunities. Follow us on Twitter at V2 underscore podcast for updates. And follow me at Lucas DeRider on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing, including a propaganda primer that I'm particularly proud of that just published last Friday. Please check it out over on Anime Feminist. Again, thank you all so much for listening, and good luck with your week. 